With us today is Anthony Scaramucci, the gentleman that had the shortest stay at the White House of anybody we know, but a very successful businessman. And uh, he's calling in uh, this morning from somewhere in the Far East or Middle East. I'm not going to ask him where. Uh, and uh, uh, Anthony Scaramucci, what the heck is going on in cryptocurrency? Looks like a, a small nuclear bomb has gone off. Well, first of all, it's always a pleasure to be on with you. Happy Sunday. I will say to you that a catastrophe has happened. I would say it's at least a nuclear bomb. You have uh, the, the second largest cryptocurrency exchange, an exchange that was tied to Major League Baseball, an exchange that had the naming rights on the Miami Heat Arena. Uh, basically, it appears, and again, I'm going to say appears, John, because uh, we have to let the court process and the Justice Department play itself out. Uh, but the presumption right now is that fraud was committed in that cryptocurrency exchange where they were moving money from the exchange account holders into the owner's personal account. And so the gentleman's name is Sam Bankman Freed. Uh, full, full disclosure, I have a relationship with Sam. He owns a small piece of my business, and so I trusted Sam, and I'm not going to revise history. I'll tell you that I like Sam, but I am aghast at what has taken place here. Um, Sam's parents were uh, former, they're now retired, Stanford University law professors. He was considered a darling of the venture capital community, over 25 of the largest venture capitalists in the world, including Tomasic, the Sovereign Wealth Fund of Singapore, Sequoia. Uh, a, a list too long even to mention, all of which have now written off their investments to zero. And this has caused a contagion effect in the markets. Uh, cryptocurrency markets have gone down anywhere from 20 to 30 percent as a result of this cataclysm. And I just think it speaks to the need to have regulation, broad scale regulation. I think the crypto boys, if you will, the young men and women in the cryptocurrency markets are recognizing now why we have banking regulation in the United States. And so some of this behavior is aberrant and wild. Some of it is flat-out fraudulent. So it's distressing to see it happen. Um, but I do believe long-term in the technology, John. Uh, but unfortunately, every time you have a technology that's creating a potential paradigmatic shift in the global economy, you get fraud. You know, that happened with Jay Gould and the robber barons and the railroads and I could take you through many of uh, examples like that, but this is really just a sad thing and a disaster, frankly. Now, uh, what I've been telling people is there's a big distinct uh, difference between Bitcoin and uh, the bank-issued cryptocurrency. Uh, how do you view that? Yes. Well, I, I would say to you that the blockchain technology, uh, which we believe is a faster mechanism to handle transactions, will eventually be adopted. Uh, there are cryptocurrencies out there. There is Bitcoin, which is the leading currency, and there are cryptocurrencies out there. But the banks just made an announcement in coordination with the Fed that they're going to try a digitization of the dollar, if you will. Um, there are stable coins out there that are, are denominated in U.S. dollar. Um, but I just think it's more evidence that this is coming, meaning the transformation into the digitization of our transactions. I guess the big difference is if, if I bought a cryptocurrency from J.P. Morgan, uh, I can call up my J.P. Morgan guy and say, um, you know, if I have a problem, I want my money. 
Uh, and there's nobody yeah. really to talk to in Bitcoin, right? Yeah, well, listen, I think Bitcoin is probably the safest among those currencies because it, it's the it's decentralized. But I think you're making a broader point. J.P. Morgan is stable. It has a ton of reserves and it's backing uh, its account holders. I think what happened here is that the, in the case of FTX, um, you bought your Bitcoin, uh, but they were borrowing off your Bitcoin without you knowing about it. So when you went to withdraw your Bitcoin, uh, the account got frozen. So this would be this would be sort of uh, the pre-banking regulations of the 1930s. This would be something akin to what was going on in the 1920s uh, after the stock market crash. If the FTX people stole or misallocated uh, the money, and that's why there was a problem in Bitcoin, not because there was a problem in Bitcoin. Yeah, I think this is this was fraud. You know, the, you know, the potential. Again, I want to say potential because I'm not a. You know, I don't. I don't want to put people in jail in our country. We have the presumption of innocence, but the, the allegation is fraud. He won't go. He won't go to jail. He was a contributor to the Democratic Party. <laughs> okay, well, you need a few laps in a serious well, uh, conversation. Yeah. No. Listen. I mean, listen. I. 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 Uh, you know, it's sort of shocking what's going on. I mean, they're propping him up in the media. The New York Times is propping him up. Um, he's uh, hasn't been arrested yet, despite the fact that the money is missing. He's holed up in the Bahamas. I guess we do have an extradition treaty with the Bahamas, and he did steal American money. So, I mean, Amer customers that were American. So, I I don't I don't know what's going to happen. Um, I will say this though, since you brought that up, if this was a Republican situation, uh, there would be a screed going on on the side of the Democrats. I mean, you know that, and I know that. So, um, you know, here we are again. You know. He'd be in solitary confinement in the basement someplace. <laughs> I didn't realize the Sunday show became a comedy show for that. Listen, Anthony, we need a few laughs. You know, uh, no, uh, we, we I mean, run a serious, I, uh, we, we have a serious show. We have a serious show, right. but a few laughs uh, are always good. Amen. Now, uh, uh, is the safest uh, situation, if you want to invest in uh, in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency, is to do it through, uh, are you, would you consider your fund like a mutual fund of uh, of? Uh, of oh, it's a limited partner. Yeah, well, we don't. We, they won't allow for the ETF. Yeah, but we have a limited partnership. Um, our cryptocurrency tokens are in cold storage, meaning they're unclipped from the internet, so they can't be hacked. They're located up at Fidelity. There's a layer of insurance on top of them from Lloyd's of London, which is effectively like an FTIC. Uh, God forbid if something happened, they, you get the full backing with the insurance. Not quite. A mutual fund. Uh, I don't think the regulations are in place for that. I guess the best example I can give you, though, John, this is like the internet in 1997. It's new. Some of the stuff is untested. There are some people out there that are operating fast and loose, which is unfortunate. Um, but the real question is, will the technology catch on and will it be adopted? And I believe longer term it will. Well, we're world, worldwide. So what do you want to tell the world, not just Americans? Well, you know, what I what I would say to people is to stay patient. Everybody's a long-term investor until they have short-term losses. The minute they get some losses, they start to panic. 
stay patient. The economy is probably in for a mild recession, possibly a little bit more than that. Uh, the rates are backing up, uh, but when the rate hikes stop, there's a ton of cash on the sidelines, and there's a lot of great technologies out there that are improving the world. And so I'm very long-term bullish. I don't want people to get shaken out of their investment thesis or their long-term investment strategy because of the short-term nonsense that's happening right now. So that's my message, John. Anthony Scaramucci, thank you so much, and uh, travel safe, and uh, God bless you, and God bless America. Thank you so much. Same, Same here. Good to be with you. Thank you.